I have residue hypochondria. Let's talk about that on the show about this anxiety thing. That was funny. How do you mean? Just anxiety. Like, like I don't trust these. I have anxiety. I'm like. But how bad is yours? Because you don't. I had it really bad. But you have like boomer anxiety. Like, dude, you you call me a boomer. (laughs) I wasn't born in the 1945. Like extra, extra. No, but your your tough anxiety is like. Why do you call me a boomer? Like, what is it? Like, are they even alive anymore? There are no more boomers. It's just an energy. You're you're such an Australopithecus. (laughs) What? No, that's like 700 years ago. I'm not a boomer. No, I mean, your style of anxiety is not... There's a zoomer anxiety. It's just a general sense of complete and utter, like, stress. At Sorry, to explain to me. Yeah, <laughs> this is the, what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a different style so of anxiety. Because you have, like, old school anxiety. Are we going now? Yeah. Welcome to the Russell Hicks Show, everybody. My name is Russell Hicks. Thank you for joining us again. My resident Zoomer, the man behind the dials, uh, Horatio Gould, everybody. You've tuned into this podcast. You want to watch the Boomer Zoomer with the millennial style. <laughs> you know what? Horatio said I should say that yeah, again because we good. should do a catchphrase. And uh, I'm really regretting that decision. <laughs> it was a... Bad ill-conceived the first time I said it, yeah. and it was just embarrassing when I did it the second time. Yeah. There's a little glimpse into the future of my career when I'm an aging, fat lounge singer, <laughs> which apparently, according to Ratio, <laughs> if you were listening to the beginning, is what he thinks I am already. You're not fat. Because we were already right in the middle of a discussion. I didn't know we were recording about how, essentially, I was watching this documentary. If you were watching the last episode we did this week, about Lil Peep, and there was all these kids in it, you know, that are very young, and they constantly talk about their anxiety, because we were saying there are drugs that define a generation. Yeah. So the drug that defined the 60s, LSD, the 80s, I guess, cocaine. Then ecstasy was the 90s. It Was it, though? Yeah. Yeah, was rave, it? rave culture. I beef up. I did do ecstasy like three or four times in the 90s. Yeah, that was, uh, ecstasy was the 90s. By the way, completely... Wasted the opportunity. I did ecstasy about three or four times within the span of two weeks, okay? Which I don't even think you're supposed to do. You're supposed to, like, space it out. And I, I just did it, like, in my friend's flat. Oh, no, it's not how you do it, man. No. Nope. You've got to have no some glow sticks. <laughs> it was very, like, maybe there was, like, yeah, I think maybe we tried to, like, play something. And then maybe somebody had, like, a nightlight. I don't even know. I just, no. it was very low. You need, you need big lights. Low rent. I should have gone to a... Beats. No, I don't like crowds, though. Boom, skits, boom, That's the skits. thing, man. If you're going to do ecstasy, you need to be pretty gregarious. You need to, you're like... You're not a crowd guy. Not a crowd guy. No? Ecstasy not for me. Hmm. That's the thing. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll trip. See, old roll. school anxiety. What do you do? You roll when you do ecstasy, right? Roll? That's what we used to call it. Roll, I think. Anyway... You do that, and then I'm like, but I will just stay inside. So, okay, XC was the 90s. I don't know what the noughties was. But this is what we were trying to figure Still out. What what drug defines Because the Zannies were the 10s. Zanny, millennials, uh, Zoomers are the Zanny generation or any antidepressants. Oh, Zoomers are Xanax. Zoo, zoo, Xanax. Right, so Pop here's my Zanax. thing. So these kids are – so Zoomers are constantly talking – new. this new generation are constantly talking about their anxiety. Their anxiety. And I – I'm sorry, but 
as somebody who is truly insane, it's a sort of offensive to me <laughs> that you talk about anxiety because I'm looking at you and I'm like, what anxiety? Like you're on 2% battery and there's no plug socket near you? Like, is that what you're scared about? Because I don't think you know real anxiety, okay? I used to get panic attacks in my early 20s and they were ballistic, insane. Like they were truly, like I remember being like driving down the freeway and just having these images in my head like, one of these things that I used to think was like, what if like, I would suddenly just start pondering our existence and then I would start thinking more about how vast space is and time and space and how it's just mad that we're all floating on this planet. And then I would just snap and I'm driving and I'd think, what if a, what if like a demon just opened up the sky right now and just like stared at me? Like, it would just blow my mind and I, I would just, um, I would just freak out. What so, battery is your phone so on? So let me just – so, Zoomer, uh, is that what you mean? <laughs> no, I just mean like my mom's really mean to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then you don't have anxiety. You don't have anxiety. Just checking. So as a member of the genuinely insane, you're quite inf- offended by people appropriating your culture. I'm just saying, dude, there's like – there's a hierarchy <laughs> in the anxiety world, and sure. don't don't even come <laughs> at me. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like anxiety is like the shard. you got to understand the culture. It's like the shard. Yeah. And I'm up at the top. Sure. I'm up at the top doing yoga. Are you at the top? Uh, I'm like at the top. Like, you're I'm at the top. You're near like King the top. Kong. Like, I'm standing up there, <laughs> buck naked, screaming. Because <laughs> you think a demon's coming from the Because I'm like about to jump <laughs> to get away from the demons that are climbing up the shard. Mm. So where are you at? Ground floor. That's what I thought. Lobby. Your ground floor anxiety. You're in the lobby. You're in the lobby having a latte. <laughs> I'm at the top, naked. <laughs> I'm about to jump. I just jumped. So, like, you know? How's, it, how's your anxiety now? Well, I've got it under control. I feel pretty good. I mean, recent events haven't been helping. I'm, I'm off the news. I don't even watch that. Trying to research this show. I'm going into obscure news sources to try to find quirky stories we could talk about. You can't, there's nothing you can get into without like having some relation to viruses and all that stuff going on. So, um, no, I'm good now and I have been good for a while. I've got it, you know, under control. I'm pretty, I mean, I don't like to fly. I've still got a few things like lingering, but on the whole, I think I'm a pretty chill guy, but it's like, I don't know. It's kind of like, uh, it's like the Hulk. It's always just sort of bubbling under there. But on the, but on the whole, I'm, I'm chill now. Meditate, all that. But I'm just saying, knowing where I came from, and even back then I used to have that. When I had anxiety back then, people would be like, yeah, I get that. Do you? I can just tell looking at you. You don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I think – I mean, not to, not to say that there aren't people who do, but uh, – okay, I'm going to throw it out there, controversial – most of the people who talk about mental health, floor two, hmm. in the shard metaphor. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe not. I mean, some. okay. I'm not going to say – this is the thing you have to understand. This is coming from someone who had to take anxiety med- I mean, like, you know what I mean? I feel like uh, – What were you popping? Uh, Flintstone vitamins? No, no. What was I popping? I don't know, man. I, uh, 
I, I didn't really I got like they gave me Anavan once Valium sweet. that was sweet 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 kids if you can yeah we, Valleys exactly don't tell me I'm a boomer <laughs> when I'm 23 years old <laughs> popping Valiums <laughs> gobbling them up dude out shit you're a zoomer before the zoomers I'm just, that's what I'm trying to say you've got anxiety Thank you're taking you. I had anxiety and I was taking pills for it. And Lil Peep's got a documentary? Yeah, what about sure? me? So you're basically the first Lil Peep, but you oh, basically you're Lil Peep if he didn't kill himself. I'm, do, I'm sorry, to be, sorry to be. Whoa! He didn't kill himself. Was it who? Was well, it, as it can be. Was it Biggie? Been. A lot of people think. <laughs> a lot of people think it was Biggie Smalls. <laughs> a lot of people think Biggie Smalls didn't die. <laughs> Him, Tupac, and Elvis came together. Kill Lil Peep. Yeah. But whatevs. Oh, listen to the people on the internet. By the way, that's what you want, isn't it? Those are the kind of conspiracies that work, huh? Mm. Shave my head, put an English flag behind me, and just talk about how Biggie Smalls and Tupac killed Lil Peep. We got to start that beef, man. We would get so many more subscribers. Call him out. We would get so many more subscribers if I looked into the camera and was like, Hillary Clinton killed Lil Peep. <laughs> she was keeping him in a basement of a pizza parlor because she <laughs> knows she's got a pedophile ring down there. Infowars.com. Not going to do it, man. Call him out. No, but like... Um, <clears throat> start some beef. But no, um, rips to rips to Lil Peep because I liked him. So, uh, uh, that's not where I was going with that. So yes, I was zooming before there was a, it was a thing. I'm just saying I don't necessarily. I don't know. Does that sound insensitive? I don't know. I'm just talking here. You were saying though that there is, you know, zoomer anxiety and boomer anxiety. So explain that because that's well, what you were going at me for. Well, it's like. You're saying I have like boom, like what? Like what is a boomer problem? Like taxes? <laughs> no, I mean there's like <laughs> it's so true though. That is like it's generational not, anxiety. Like not, if you think about the shit your dad was stressed yeah, about, yeah. it's like real shit. So remember like, your dad being like, I don't know how we're gonna pay these bills. <laughs> yeah, and then like me, I'm like super, super enraged and stressed that I couldn't like beat the next level on Goldeneye or something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. But All it's right, sort so of that in a microcosm. Like boomer anxiety is like men who uh, don't speak to their wife in the evenings and go to a shed and they bottle it up and they uh, they sometimes watch football and they're holding a bottle of beer so tightly that sometimes it breaks in their hands, but they'll go to their grave and it'll never come out. That's boomer anxiety. It's there, but it's so deeply taught up with all the twisted emotions. And then zoomer anxiety is everyone's allowed to talk to it. Everyone's told they need to talk about it. If you don't have it, you have less of a currency in the emotional marketplace. So you're constantly searching for your own anxiety. And so that means that you're sort of desperate to have anxiety and you genuinely have anxiety. So you don't know what is fake anxiety, what is real anxiety. Also, uh, late capitalism, image precedes essence, uh, fully automated luxury communism. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> Some of that. It's <laughs> it sort of tailed <laughs> off at the end. But that was it. You, you had me for a minute there where I see what you're saying and you might have pinpointed it. What that's what I'm saying. So everybody talks about it now, which is great. It's gone too far. And I, well, easy. Everybody talks about it now, which is great. And I w certainly always have talked about it because that's just who I am. I mean, go to one of my comedy shows, man. Very often, an audience member will come up and speak to me, and I will unload on them until they leave, run away, <laughs> basically. <laughs> And then I added to which I will follow them and say, you, you're not real. 
You fair weather friend, you don't love me. <laughs> Very common to see me outside a comedy club in tears, screaming at an audience member, you don't really love me. Oh, also, I really like your set. <laughs> Oh, yeah. really? Really? Because I was thinking maybe it was just a, it, it wasn't as good as, he, as it usually is. Because I'm where are you going? Where are you going? You don't love me. So, but what you're saying, yeah. and this is kind of what I may be perceiving and picking up, is that because it's such a, almost a currency now to be more open, Yeah, there are some people, this is a very controversial Statement we're making right now on Russell Hicks' show. Unroll the American flag. On RHS. Let's play the national anthem. I'm not totally... I, I, I'm not sure where we're going on this, because I can feel... No I can feel can the alt-right people out there salivating. Na, 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 yeah. Na, 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 na. What I'm saying is, listen. <laughs> how dare you <laughs> sing my national anthem in that accent? <laughs> You're saying that there could be people that, like... Maybe there's a certain type of Zoomer generation that is reaching for, they almost feel left out. Like, where's my anxiety? Like, like, so I'm going to maybe, maybe not even consciously, but sort of subconsciously inflate what are sort of normal anxieties because it makes me feel more a part of the culture and the, and the tribe and everything. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. My uncle's a psych, is a psychiatrist and he works with Zoomers specifically age 12 to 18. So he sees this. I speak to him about all the time. And it's like... Oh, cool. Your, your uncle talks to you about it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right. That's a really great a sort of uh, patient doctor privacy that he's Yeah, got. he just tells me their names, where they, where they are. But no, just tells me Just about so the you guys know, like if you're seeing a shrink, this is what they do. Yeah. They go out and they tell their nephew yeah. all about your problems. Um, no, just generally about the, the cultural trends. He doesn't tell any specifics, obviously. Okay, yeah, so what? So give um, us some... But he's just saying that there's a lot... He has people who are genuinely struggling, but in the NHS, which he works for... Um, uh, it's, like, almost fashionable. Like, do you think these kids come out... No, because like these it's kids not, come out with, no, like, no, plugs, no, and they no, go, no, where were you? And they're like, see my therapist? It's not, this, it's not... It's more when you already have a system that has uh, limited funds and you have people who seriously need help... Um, it's quite hard to, when it's emotional pain, to differentiate between who needs it to the point with a stretch system needs to look after it and people who are going through stuff that could be, I don't know, dealt with in more productive means. You know? What? What were you saying? I didn't really get that. Well, I kind of like see what you're saying, but... We, NHS has very limited funds and he works the NHS. Right. So it's quite difficult when there's loads of kids who really need help hmm. when there's some who maybe don't need it as much but it's such a political and dangerous field to try and differentiate between who needs help when it's mental you know with physical it's quite clear who's got a worse issue oh okay so it's hard to sort yeah. of it's, and it's super political it's hard to weed out the fakers yeah, yeah. Well, fake is well, kind of fake is even problematic. I mean, that's not, yeah, that's not, it, well, don't you start using that word. That's the a very word. scary word to throw around. Yeah, I cancel. am not problematic. You're going to get canceled. I am helpful. No, stop it. <laughs> Please don't cancel me. I just got started. Well, I mean, um, have me come down. I'll okay. pick them out. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now looking at them. Yeah. I know my own kind. Do you see the demons in the sky? 100%. <laughs> I know my own kind. I'll look at them right now. Love I'll your go, anxiety. I'll go, crazy, crazy. <laughs> Come on. Crazy. Yeah. Faking it. 
mildly upset. Give that guy give give that one a Nintendo Switch, and that'll that'll be all he needs. Also, a question. For I mean, that's probably where I'm at too. If I'm getting a little tense, yeah. a little video game. A, qu- a question to you, yeah. as a member of the insane, as you so self-described. Um, would you say if you're sad or anxious, but your life is sh- shit, or your life is genuinely sad, or your life genuinely has things to be anxious, are you mental or are you just reacting? reasonably to circumstance mm. okay yeah like, look, if exactly. you've got a really anxious life like i see what you're saying if you've got like, people shooting you know for like, someone who calls me a boomer like that was a very like late 60s <laughs> beat poet way to put it i mean like is 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 being insane like the sanest way to react <laughs> to an insane world you know what i mean are you insane or are you just like so sane so sane. So sane. So sane. I'm not Yeah, insane. but no, no, I'm listen. So let me, let me, let me, we're making fun here. But let's just, okay. I'm a, I've come out of it. I'm an, I'm an adult now. I'm a pretty well, I'm a happy guy. I'm at, it's all good now. I'm not at the top of the chart. We're, we're really talking about, yes, there are really mass, like, I was never as, like, there are ailments out there, and it's a good thing we're talking about it. But, um, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, certainly, man. I think that, like, if you... I don't know. What's really going around? Stop watching the news and just hang out with your friends. That's what I think, man. Judge your surroundings. Right? It's like this would be a good time to put that clip in, what I was talking about. Remember we were going to do the stand-up clip yeah, when well, I was talking last night? What about are you talking about? People on social media. Like, dude, they panic about stuff. People, All like, right. well, because in- I... Introduce the stand-up clip. Huh? Introduce the stand-up clip now. All right, uh, this how how I give the give the context of the. Well, I've noticed that when I don't go on, I'm not on social media. Well, I am though. Yeah. How do we start saying this to where I'm kind of, but you're a lot of it. You know what I mean? Hey, I don't know how. But listen, we last night you did a gig. Here's a last clip. night I did a gig. Here's a clip of me talking about, and this it's shit. sort of about this issue we're discussing right now. Let's go to the clip. I love technology. You know what I mean? I love getting into it. I just don't find certain things as, as intriguing. So I'll, I'll stay away from being on social media all day or anything like that. Living in the world, you know what I mean, Ems? Just being free. And what's interesting is that if you're not on it, you can still tell what kind of apps people are using, you know? Like people on Twitter, always angry. I've noticed this. Furious all the time, you know what I mean? Like they just have this, I'll be in the green room and a comedian will come in. Livid, just blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, what is the matter? Some guy told me the other day, he's like, what do you think of everybody getting mad that oat milk isn't real milk? I'm like, they're not. That's not a real thing happening in the world. Like, I wasn't walking down the street and somebody busted out of a Tesco like, this is bullshit. <laughs> Someone grabbed me by the lapels. They're feeding us oats, man. They're feeding us fucking oats. Not a thing happening. Look, I'll be honest, you guys are just lucky I'm here, okay? I am a white male. Do you have any idea how much money I could be making being racist on YouTube right now? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what they're all doing. Isn't that right, Danny? They're all out. Not you, Danny. Oh, you guys don't know Danny? Yeah, he's one of the most famous racists online. (laughs) You see what I mean? (laughs) Sometimes you have to let someone else say it rather than you. And that other person was me. You know what I mean? It's kind of like how 
To be insane is really the sanest thing you can be. So sane. In an insane world. So sane. <laughs> Russell Hicks. Russell Hicks show. So sane. So, so sane. It's insane. That's like a good trap name. You, you found so your trap name. So oh, sane. there's my trap name. So, so sane. sane. <laughs> so sane is insane. Little so sane. Little so sane. <laughs> Done. See you later. Thanks for listening to the last episode because I'm going to be a trap star now. <laughs> Well, you so heard Lil Sosane. Have you heard Lil Sosane? <laughs> dude, have you heard the beat Lil Sosane? He's sick, dude. dude he's oh, that's my first album. Sick. Lil Sosane. Sick. He's been propping value album since cover. the 90s. Me on top of the shard. <laughs> buck naked. Lil Sosane. Lil Sosane. Popping valley since the noughties. <laughs> Yo, popping valley since the 90s. <laughs> and you kids are telling me that you've got anxiety. Wow. If there was any question if I was from the 90s, that rap proved it right yeah. there. Cool. A hip hop. A yeah. Hip, a hip, a hip, hip hop. Like late 80s Fresh Prince just went like, that's a bit cheesy. But now it's like, Molly Perkins. Hey, Molly Perkins. Hey. Straight up, dude, Poppin' Valleys like yeah. in the 90s. Like, Poppin' Valleys Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why I got. the album. Do you want to know why I got. You guys want to. Is this real talk? Wait, is this, this real is talk? is like real talk. Do you want to know why I got put on volume? Wait, can you introduce the real talk? We'll we get the jingle in. Welcome to a new segment of the show that I like to call Real Talk. <laughs> Let's get real. Um, <laughs> real talk. No copyright that there's a HBO show called Real. Oh, Real Time. Oh, this is Real Talk. Choose nice. your camera. Welcome to Real Talk with Soso. So same. What was my name again? Sammy Sosa. Lil Sosane. Welcome to Real Talk with Sammy Sosa. Lil, Lil Sosane. Let me tell you why I was on Valium. I got put on Valium when I was 16 or 17. Let me take you back to the year 2000. This is pre-9-11. America was arrogant. Never forget. We thought nobody, nobody could touch us. It was a different time. Things were good. And I was a young little rapscallion who was drinking, taking pills. Sound familiar? Hmm? You kids think you invented that? I was doing it before you were here in this world, and I had anxiety. Where did that anxiety come from? I'll tell you. I'll tell you where my anxiety really started to kick off. If you smoked weed, it was like – these were my goals, by the way, as a young child. I was like, um, I'm going to smoke weed for like a year. Then I'm going to start doing shrooms. <laughs> then I'm going to get into acid. These were like genuine – we would like – me and my friends would like talk about this like – yeah, dude, and then we're going to like move into I'm not ready for acid yet. Like we would talk about it the way most other people would talk about like getting into a, a prestigious university or something. I'd be like, yeah, and then I'm going to do acid. So I was never ready for acid because I thought it's just too intense for me. So I did shrooms, great, ecstasy. Insta so the next step was, um, did you ever hear about that thing where you drink two bottles of cough syrup? You take two bottles of, you so drink like sip and lean. Like um, DXM, like. You the rappers, like you drink, like they yeah, talk about. Yeah, it's called it. sipping lean, sipping lean, sipping lean. Yeah. Okay, cool. I was sipping lean in like <laughs> two thousand, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you really, you're a trapper. Yeah, dude. Little so I'm telling you. Popping valley, so sipping cool. lean. <laughs> Popping valley, sipping lean. Freaking decked out of my eyes, little so sane. Straight up. Like, fucking hell. I was like, who's that in the corner? Some dude named 2 Chains. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Why can't oh, fucking did I tell it? you? I lived in Atlanta. <laughs> I was living in... No. <laughs> Maybe. I, I just know. love the idea that I'm like... I was just around the beginning of the trap scene. I didn't even know. Remember, you're still doing real talk, so no riffing. 
It's a referee zone. It's just real talk. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Back to the segment. Keep the instructional integrity. <laughs> no, sure. but come on. That's fine. <laughs> Can we, can we pitch that as a series? Like, I just, I'm just like existing. I didn't even know. I was like, <laughs> I just love the idea that I'm like this kid in Atlanta and I had no idea I was like amidst the beginning of the trap scene. Oh, yeah, they were always like going into the studio. What? Like, what? Yeah, fucking, I don't know. <laughs> what, Waka Flocka? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what happened to him? What do you mean, what happened? He's like huge. Huh. Anyway, so oh, I was just like sipping lean. I don't know. Anyway, dude, I'm 16 years old. I'm sipping lean. And like, um, I just did it in this apartment. The same apartment, by the way, that I did the ecstasy in. There was just a weird period of my life where I just hung out in this one kid's apartment. And um, I drank these two bottles. And as soon as I drank the second bottle, the guy goes, the shaman, this like kid who was always wearing sweatpants. He was like this weird kid who had come in from another school. He was like, did you just drink two of those? I was like, yeah. He's like, you're supposed to drink one. Cool. I just double dosed it. Sipping lean. So now I start tripping. I don't know if you've ever sipped lean, but it's like you're like never sipped lean. Mental. And so fun mental? No. No, no, no. It was horrendous. I couldn't stand it. So it lasted like uh, but it's three days. So like the second Fuck. yeah, dude. So there's the second day. I'm like, I still can't sleep. I'm like, this is a bit of a problem. And um yeah, and I remember I uh there's no really cool way to say this, but I remember I smoked a joint with someone, and then it made it worse. And I was like, oh, my God, now I'm really – that's when I realized this isn't going to go away because I thought I was on the way down after 24 hours, and I smoked a joint, and then it went back up again. I was like, oh, shit. And then uh, uh, the second day, and then finally my mom was like, what is going on? I was like, okay. I told her I came clean. It was like late at night, and she was like, oh, my God. My boy's sipping lean. My bo- <laughs> she's like, oh, my boy's sipping lean again. <laughs> and she's like, damn you, little so sane. <laughs> I was like – Mama. Anyway, I knew she was mad because she called me by my trap name. <laughs> she started yelling at me a little south saying, I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I done fucked up big time now, dude. Two chains like left my, I was like, two chains, wait, two chains, walk up. Gone, dude. Walk up. Walker's like, not when Mrs. Hicks is angry, dude. Little Hicksy. Peace. I was like, damn. They both went off and made best-selling albums that night. That's why I was, that's why I'm not mentioned in the beginning of trap. <laughs> yeah. So like, like, my mom is a my parents are Christian scientists. We don't need to go into that. This is like they don't that's believe in medicine step. and all that stuff, and so we really weren't equipped for this, right? So she, long story short, she goes across the street and she gets. Okay, I don't know how to explain this. But my mother thought that the best way for this substance to leave my body, the only thing we could think of was that I shit it out. So she gets anal suppositories from one of her older friends. This is my mother. She comes back and she says, I've got an idea. What? These will make you shit. And these will this this will cleanse your body and you'll this lean will be out of your system. Cool. So 16 years old, I go into the toilet while my mom is on the outside. I stick anal suppositories into my ass and then have like the most, which is itself an incredible experience. I mean, it's just like, I'm, I'm still tripping out, by the way. I'm yeah. tripping, yeah. and my mom's outside, and I'm shoving things <laughs> in my ass. I'm sticking a bullet in my ass <laughs> while I'm high and hallucinating, and my mom's outside going, is that, how's it going? <laughs> How is it? I mean, I don't know if you've ever had anything in your ass 
But have you also had it in Guilty. your ass while your mother is talking to you? Because I have. Oh, uh, no. So you have anxiety. Cool. <laughs> oh, you have anxiety. Because I've got my index finger in my asshole while my mom asked me how it's going. And then, um, and then I just completely exploded like a totally shit, like it was crazy, right? And after this just like soul-draining shit, because they were powerful. I'm still high, of course, because like, you know, what are we thinking? This is like flat earth theory. What, you're going to shit it out? Anyway, then the next day, took me to the doctor's office, and the doctor was like, yeah. He had like seen this before. He's like, yeah, dude, sipping lean. His <laughs> word didn't make sense at the time. I was like, what? Doctor had like a grill. It was Atlanta. It was Atlanta. I think it was Flocka. He's like, Versace, Versace, Versace. I think Flocka just like put on a doctor's outfit. He was like, I got you, dog. And I was like, Flocka? Flocka? Mr. Flocka, play? He's like, uh, yeah, uh, you, you're more than sipping lean. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And dude gave me the most powerful volumes like ever. Cause like, dude, I could, I hadn't slept for like three days and I would take these volumes and just like, it was so crazy. It was like, take it. Hmm. I wonder if this is going to wake up eight hours later. And like when I would wake up, I'd just be hallucinating really hard. Like, so the next two days of my life was literally this. I would take a volume, pass out, wake up hallucinating, pop another one really fast, go back out. And then eventually I woke up and it was gone. And that was uh, that was the volume story. And then, the, but the good thing about that was though is that um, I actually was doing a lot of drugs up to that point. And then um, I stopped doing drugs after that. I never did drugs again. So that's why I'm I don't do any. A lot of people. What are you doing? A lot of <laughs> welcome to the welcome <laughs> to so, little so sane cam. <laughs> do the so sane cam. Um. Are we, are, what are you, what, are we like done now? What? No, no, it's still going. Okay. What is that angle? What is that? It's just, it, have it's you seen get, my it's getting, it's getting realer. Oh, okay. All right, realer. all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoom in. And that, and I don't do drugs anymore. So that, that actually, what, what I thought was a, was a, you know, a, a, a hard incident in my life. It actually turned out to be, it's what saved me, so. No more drugs after that. And, um, you know, a bit of anxiety, you know, between probably 17 to around 25. A little residue from that. I was quite shooken up. So, yeah. I'm just saying the NHS has limited resources. So before you go there and say that you have anxiety, maybe ask yourself, when's the last time you were shoving <laughs> an anal suppository into your asshole? Well, your mom stood outside and asked you if you were okay. You know what I mean? Think about that, man. This has been Lil Sosane filling in for Russell Hicks on the Russell Hicks show. Keep it trapped. The Boomer Zoomer with the millennial style. <laughs>